What's up, everybody? It's Mr. James O'Neill here, keynote speaker, national board certified math teacher, and today, your podcast host. My mission is targeting mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? For all y'all, and if I'm saying y'all, you know where I'm hailing from. I'm hailing from the South. By way of the QC, the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. So I'm super excited that you decided to join me. So today, I want to talk about something that is near and dear to Mastery for All. The reason why I started the LLC, the reason why I do speaking engagements, workshops, the reason why I do consulting, because mastery teachers have mastery students. And if we don't master our content, we can't expect students to master the content. And so today I want to talk about content mastery. When I first became a teacher, and let's go back to college. When I entered college, you know, they they make you take general education classes. You take, and then when you get into your junior and your senior years, it's pretty much the second semester of your sophomore year, you may start classes within your actual degree. And so I just remember taking these high level math classes. I went up to Calc 2. I took college geometry, the history of mathematics, nothing that had to do with anything that I was going to teach eighth graders. (laughs) I still look at it today and I'm just like, y'all have to revamp this this stuff because I I get the fact that you want me to know math and maybe you want me to step into like this great math understanding of higher level math or whatever like that. But I'm not going to teach calculus to eighth graders. I'm just not going to do it. And I'm not going to teach the history of mathematics. And I'm not going to teach college geometry. I'm just not going to teach these classes to eighth graders. And so I remember finally getting to the educational courses, but no one ever taught me how to teach eighth grade math. Y'all, I just feel like if I'm going to teach middle school math, and y'all not going to show me how to teach middle school math. When am I going to discover that? Like, I just don't get that about the, the track of education. You're going to be a doctor. You're going to study things that you're going to do. I just I just don't understand. It, it was just like y'all have to. Uh, there has to be a revamping of the curriculum to really get us to understand how to teach. Because when I step on the scene and became a teacher, I'm just like, oh, y'all don't change the games. Y'all want to explain why? Why everything? Why? Why this? No one showed me why. I remember sitting in class and I talk about this all the time with Dr. Lee Stiff. God bless his soul. Rest in heaven. Love him. He challenged us as to why the Pythagorean theorem is A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Guess what? No one in the class could tell him why. Because no one showed us why. They showed us algorithms. They showed us mnemonic devices. They they gave us neat tricks. It was about a memory game. And if you can memorize facts and if you can memorize formulas, you could be a great math student. In fact, you could be a, just a great student anyway. Because math and learning back then was about memorization. And then I get out of college and they're talking about conceptual understanding. What? Nobody ever showed me conceptual understanding. Y'all want to start teaching this stuff now when I'm not even prepared to teach it. And I didn't even learn how to teach it while I went to school to become a teacher. (laughs) As y'all can see, I'm a little passionate about this area. But I want to say as I continue to go on and I had to teach myself. I literally had to look up videos. I literally had to ask other teachers like, 
how do you teach math? Because I can do the math, but that doesn't mean that I can relay the information for my students to be successful in it. Like, let's go back to college. I was in a Calc 1 class and we had a student TA, a teacher assistant that was a graduate teacher assistant that was teaching us the course. His behind couldn't teach nothing. Y'all, like we, I felt like, you know, back then as a freshman at NC State, you're just like, I know everybody else is, is doing well. I'm killing it. Like, I'm like literally like dying because my grades suck so much. And I don't know what he talking about. Like, he may know the information. He may be able to solve the problem, but he cannot teach it at all. And so I remember looking at NC State that you can see the great performance once you got out of the class and it'll give you like how many people, percentage of people got A's, B's, C's, and these and I looked up by the grace of God I didn't look up like I really studied hard and I prepared so at the end of the the quarter <laughs> I know I'm going in real quick but at the end of our last final that our final grade if it was really good well it doesn't matter it could replace your lowest test grade and so I was on the cusp of a C struggling in calc one because I didn't know what was going on and I studied my behind off went and talked to the TA I went to him many times he curved my grades like I've never felt test in my life I failed 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 so many times and so it was bad like I was just like gosh do I want to be a math teacher like what is going on but anyway let's make a long story short I ended up getting an A I mean a high A on that final and it replaced my lowest test grade and I ended up getting an A minus in that course and when I looked at the grades and I was like oh y'all fail fail <laughs> I'm saying y'all like the other people that was sitting next to me that was saying nothing. Everybody was quiet and I felt like I was the dumb one. I was like, no, I actually got an A in this class. And I looked at the grade distribution in the class and I was like, oh gosh, like everybody was in here struggling. Like this was horrible. But I say all of that to say that no one showed that man how to teach calculus one. He knew the content. He was not the disseminator of the content. Like he could not <laughs> teach it to other people. And so though we have some intelligent people in front of us as teachers, if you have not mastered the art of making the complex simplistic your kids are going to struggle especially in the content called math when people talk about me and what makes me a master teacher i tell them the foundation is this i can make complex terms or complex content or complex concepts easy to understand i can draw the connections if I can understand why it works, I can show my kids why it works. Math should make sense. Math should make sense. Like, I get it that we have the problems that people, I saw a meme on Facebook the other day with a guy with like 2,000 bananas in his shopping cart. It was like, this is the guy with 2,000 bananas in his shopping cart <laughs> that's going and in the math problem. And it's just like, okay, y'all, we, we, have, we have graduated from that. We just, because you throw real world context in a problem doesn't make it real world. Like nobody's shopping for that unless they have a restaurant that they're supporting several restaurants in a city or whatever like that then make it make sense isn't that what we're saying right now like make it make sense and so right now i've realized that my students have become masters of math mathematicians because they have a teacher that has mastered the content 
and not only mastered the content, but I've mastered how to make complex simplistic. I know why it works. I know and I share why it works. And you may not ever like it. Like my kids will always ask me, when am I going to use this? When am I supposed to deal with this? When would I ever have this in life? And I always have the conversation just like, man, I wish I could see the future. Like, I don't know, but here's a real world context and it may not be all of your real world, but let me just debunk this thing. Like, I know we're moving towards meaningful instruction. I know we're moving towards real world application and making learning meaningful. But let's be honest, y'all, like every problem in math is not going to be meaningful to kids' lives. Like, even if you throw real world context, you can be talking about the city of Charlotte, where I'm from, and they'll still be like, when I'm going to use this? Y'all, do you not? see so it's not necessarily always about making sure that students can see themselves because they're not going to always see themselves if you're in a, a very diverse school you're not even even culturally you're not going to see every child every child is not going to see themselves in the lesson but can they understand why it works. Can you show them why it works? And so I tell my students, math is about being a problem solver and you looking at a problem and being able to solve it. That's what life is about. Like you looking in your life and saying, hey, I'm not getting this result. What do I need to change? What do I need to insert? What inputs or what outputs? I'm getting putting this in, I'm getting this out. There's a function that's in math. And so I know this podcast is really talking about mastery and my mastery has been in the content of math. I want teachers and anyone in life to understand that if you don't input in you the mastery content, the hours needed to master whatever you're trying to master, then the people that are impacted by your teaching will reflect your level, your level, your level of influence and your level of mastery. I had a student the other day um, in my class, two girls, actually three girls, I gave an assignment. And I said, Hey, you can come back and finish this assignment. If you don't finish the assignment, whatever grade you got on it is what it's going to be. And so they have to give up their recess to come finish the assignment, which is a big thing for students to do. I'm talking about maturity levels. Like they're not giving up their, many of them not giving up their recess to come finish up a math assignment, but they came and they said, Mr. O'Neill, they were just talking. It was like, I thought I'll never understand math. In fact, you told us at the beginning of the year, you said something like we're going to love math or we're going to be able to understand it like we've never understand it before. And this girl has been killing it like she gets A's on all the tests. And I can't imagine a day where she was not good in math. I just can't imagine that day because she's just great at it. And if you make it make sense. It's just like, duh, like, why wouldn't this not work? And so it is clear to me that she has had teachers that have not been masters of making it make sense. Y'all make it make sense. I don't, if you're going to give me this hard, crazy problem that I have to solve, we talk about quadratics and the uh, math one class and it, and it gets into a lot of things because there's so many parts of the quadratics and you just like, oh my gosh, we got to factor it and we got to figure out what we're looking for and how this part plays a part in the graph and how it transforms. It's just a lot of stuff that we have to do. I understand this a lot, but make it make sense. I was going to entitle this podcast something else, but it has become make it make sense. Like we have to master our content so that we can have mastery students. Does that take time? Yes. Does it take sacrifice? Yes. 
Does it take you doing the problem? Yes. We just got a new curriculum this year. And this is why teachers, uh, y'all, let me just, just say my truth real quick. Like we just got a new curriculum this year and it, they give you all this teacher guided and these great elaborate paragraphs of what the learning should be and, and what we should be doing and everything. Do you know how many hours it takes to get into that? Like, I'm a, I just, oh gosh, I'm glad I've been teaching for a while so I can look at problems and I've been making that connection along the way that I don't have to read this super thick document. And I know I'm telling, I'm just telling it on myself, like literally, like y'all know how much it takes. And then you want me to do each problem as well. And then you want me to anticipate students' misconceptions and you want me to scaffold within the lesson just in case it doesn't have a scaffold that my students need on the level that they need. Do you know how many hours outside of the time that I clock in that you want me to do? Okay, I'm gonna get off of that. But I say all of that to say that I understand that that's what we have to do in order to master the content. And it may be a year of your life, but I tell y'all, y'all, I'm going to give this everything I have. I will never go through this like this again. Like you get a year and I, in a pandemic, I wish it was another year, but you just get a year for me to do this. After this year, I'm becoming a master. Whatever I have to do this summer, whatever I have to look over to make sure that next year I am flowing, that I have the time that I need to do outside of school to, to focus on my business, to focus on my personal life, to focus on my economic advancement, that's what I'm going to do. And so, I do the problems. I do every problem. I look over the lessons. I do what the students should do. I anticipate like, nah, buddy, I see what y'all trying to say. Uh-uh, my kids are not going to get that. They're not. Mm -mm. And it's not based on my inability to believe that they're brilliant. It's based on what I've built as a foundation onto their brilliance. So they need something else before they go climbing there, right? They need some other support before they get there. And so I understand that because I I have mastered the art of making the complex simplistic. I want people listening today to become masters of your craft. Because if you want the people around you to reflect the fact that they either want to do it or they can do it, you have to do it. My, I don't expect my kids to have A's on tests when I haven't taught them at an A level. I look at them and be like, you got a what? And sometimes they begin, oh, this is the most amazing part. They begin to shift their expectations, which I'm going to talk about in the next podcast. They begin to shift their expectations and they're looking kids that used to get C's and D's on tests are mad that they got an 89. Man, I was one point away from an eight. They don't even know their language is changing. Oh my God, I didn't get a hundred. I got a 95. The expectation changes because I know as a master teacher that I have taught them at the level of where they can achieve the mastery. And there is no doubt in my mind, I've taught them to be successful in math. Will they study? Will they do the work necessarily? Do they do the homework leading up to that mastery to make sure they have internalized the math? That's on them. But for me, and let me say that again like that, but for me, I have taught them at the level of mastery. So I don't expect nothing less. I say this in all confidence. I say this in all assurance. I have some of the greatest math students because they have a great math teacher because this teacher, talking about me, has went and done the work. I anticipate the misconceptions. I have years of influence and evidence where students struggle. And I also believe that they 
can. Master teachers have master students because we make it make sense. (laughs) Oh, y'all, I've enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you have as well. That is it for today. So I hope you enjoy this podcast and you know I am readily available to come in to talk to your schools, to talk to your teachers, your students, whomever concerning Mastery for All or even the content that I displayed in today's podcast. You can reach out to me at any moment at info at mrjamesoneal.com and O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-A-L. I would love to come in and support your school, your teachers, your students, anyone concerning the topic I talked about or just around Mastery for All, please visit my website at www.mrjamesoneal.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Mr.JamesOneal and or LinkedIn and Twitter at Mr. James O'Neill. No dot. I am so happy that you are with me today. I hope you feel empowered, inspired. Most of all, I hope something I said to you today tells you that you have the power to make a change and make a difference in your world. As always, I'm super excited that you decided to join me. Have an amazing day.